I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. and welcome to Dwell, a Circe Institute podcast for homeschool moms by homeschool moms. My name is Karen Kern, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host and friend, Renee Mathis. Hi, Renee. Hi, Karen. It's good to be back. I know. It is good to be back. So we're recording um, on August the 10th, and we haven't recorded since the end of June, I don't think, because we've all been doing all the things. We had our conference and you had your apprenticeship and vacation. And I don't think we've recorded since your trip to Greece, have we? Um, I don't know. We did right after that. But right you, after that? Greece, you joined the Greek apprenticeship, didn't you? I did join the Greek apprenticeship. It's wonderful. Monique, Neil is an awesome teacher, but not going to lie. It's very hard to new, learn a new language with a new alphabet. It's a lot of work. And uh, it's the hardest thing I've ever done academically. But yeah, good. So here we are. I thought of you today. Um, I was making Greek cookies this morning. And I was like, oh, I wish Karen and I were in the same town. I would send you a little box of these orange. They're called Kularakios. And they're in the shape of a little crown. And I would just say, you're going to get to that crowning stage in your Greek. Uh, You're going to get there. I'm, so I'm not there, but I trust you. And I would eat those cookies while I work on my homework <laughs> and listen to the audio. Uh, anyway, um, before we get to today's topic, I want to just share with everybody a promotion for the Circe online classes. And then uh, Renee will share with what, but what we're going to talk about today. Are you looking for online courses with a Christian classical approach? Would your student benefit from small, intimate classes with personal, private feedback on their work? Circe Online Courses offers 15-week semester and 30-week year-long classes in classical composition and literature, logic, Latin, and loving the lovely. All classes are taught by Circe apprenticeship-trained, experienced, and dedicated classical educators. Our teachers use a classical approach to instruction and weekly assessment that focuses on mastery. 
We never grade with machines. Instead, we focus on each child as a unique person. Above all, with a focus on cultivating the soul of the student, we are dedicated to helping you cultivate wisdom and virtue in your children. A complete list of classes can be found at circeinstitute.org. Sign up today for the 2023-24 school year. All right. Um, I can personally vouch. I've had experience teaching in the online academy, and it is a wonderful way to reach students um, from all over, all over, not only our country, but the world. Um, And I've got even my own apprentices who are now teaching in the online, the Cersei online classes, and I'm so proud of them. And they're doing so, so well. And so parents, if you don't have access to a classical teacher or school in your area, this is a great, great alternative. and I can I can tell you that the teachers really care about their students and look for ways to engage with them and to um, like you said to teach them as human beings. It's really beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of classes and school, it is early August, and we know a lot of you listening are um, thinking about ramping up, getting started for your your homeschool, your back to school year. Um, some of you have maybe been going all year round. Um, maybe some of you have already started, but no matter where you are, we figure the majority of you are are just, you know, at that spot where you're getting ready to ramp up, whether it's the end of August or maybe you start after Labor Day. So Karen and I thought as experienced homeschool moms, we would we would bring to you our personal top 10 lists. Um, that's only five each, so it's okay. You're not going to be here all day. Um, things to remember at the start of your new homeschool year. These are things that um, we've lived through and been through. And if we had to do it over again, or if we had the chance to tell a new homeschool mom, and that's some of y'all, we, this is what we would say. So I'm going to go ahead and kick us off. And the first thing that I thought of when thinking about um, things to remember at the, at the start of the year. So here's my number one, and that is to celebrate the first day celebrate in in whatever way your family would find fun. Maybe that's getting donuts for breakfast. Maybe your kids never get sugar cereal and you let them have sugar cereal. Um, Some kind of a treat would be fun. Um, Take those first day of school pictures. And and I would encourage y'all, even if you've already started, it's not too late, right? Pose your kids in front of your front door, in front of their desk. If you put a little sign in their hands that say my first day of first grade, trust me, 25 years from now, you will be so glad you did this. You will be so glad that you have those sweet pictures of your kids on their first day of kindergarten or first grade. Or, and I will confess, when my kids were in college, I made them take a first day of school picture. (laughs) (laughs) I still have them. They're so cute. (laughs) They were so sweet to to accommodate me. Their little lunchbox, their new backpack. (laughs) Their new car. I had little backpacks. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's worth celebrating. And I think, you know, those milestones, those markers are important. And when you're a homeschool kid and it seems like, well, this is where I live. This is where I eat. This is where I hang out with my brothers and sisters. And now this is where I do school. What's different, right? So we want to remind them that this is a different special thing that we're taking on. So Yes, celebrate um, and, and make that make that first day special. So, yeah. all right, your turn. Well, well, based on what you said, I have noticed and I really enjoyed looking at some of my Instagram friends posting their children's first days of school. Yeah. And it, it really is fun. And it's fun for other people to see. It's fun for their grandmothers to see. 
you know, when on social media, send, send those photos to grandma and, you know, other special friends and people in their lives, um, godparents and such, because they really want to see that too. So my first thing is that as school approaches and you're in the planning session and maybe you have a quiet afternoon and you have all the books out in front of you and you have your calendar and you are figuring out what each one of your kids is going to do for the year that a certain number, a certain amount of stress is normal. So um, I've had some of my homeschool mom friends tell me, oh, today I'm planning or they're posting photos of planning and they've got all their books and they've got their coffee and, you know, that a certain amount of stress is normal and that, you know, classroom teachers feel stress as school approaches and they have their long to-do lists. And the night before school, um, when I taught in a school, I never slept you know, just like the students don't sleep. I didn't sleep the first night before school. And and a certain amount of that is just normal. So accept it and don't worry about it. And don't um, think that you're not doing enough or you're not doing a good job. And don't worry about that. Accept it and go, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to just work through this and I'm going to keep going and do what I have to do and accept that all new things certain amount of stress is normal with all new things and a new school year is another new thing. So it's all normal. Yeah. You're at, you're adding something to your probably already full schedule that you had all summer and right. you're adding <laughs> this new thing called school. So exactly. Right. Yeah. Let's just add school to our life. That's yeah. easy. <laughs> Be nice to yourself. Be nice to yourself. Um, so uh, my, my second thing was, kind of in relation to the first thing about celebrating the first day, but I love school supplies. <laughs> so I think new school supplies are fun. And, and I think that's another fun way to start the year is to get your kids new school supplies. And, and maybe they love to go shopping with you, or maybe they would like to get it wrapped up as a gift on that first day. You know, that's another fun thing that that you can do. Um, you know, you don't have to spend a ton Target and the dollar store and, and all of that. And and maybe, you know, it's, maybe it's just a new set of pins and a folder. Um, maybe you've got a kid that loves stickers. Get them some new stickers. Um, maybe a, a bin or a basket to keep everything corralled in one place and, and keep things, you know, organized. So I just would, I, I think it's fun to buy school supplies and, and have those fun pins and, um, I just got myself a new pen holder that several of my apprentices have, and it was pretty cute. Um, it's it's one of these little zippered pen holders, but when you unzip the top and you like pull down the flap on each side, it stands up on your desk. Oh, so, wow. And, and then at the top, if I can describe it, the top half of the pens are all exposed. I'll put it on, I'll put a link to it on our Facebook page, but um, it's just a pretty cute little desk accessory. And, you know, I'm, not going to say how old yeah, I'm everybody likes somebody new. Never too old for new school supplies. So no. And like, what is more, what is more um, invigorating than a new box of crayons? I'm, yes, exactly, exactly. But the, my little, my little addendum or uh, corollary to this new school supply thing is: remember, moms, that to check in with your kids throughout the year and see if any of them need replenishing, because um, 
make sure that they have what they need. These are the tools for their job. And you want to make sure that that um, they have what they need when it comes time to do their work. So for instance, I would always require my writing class students to have a set of five highlighters, the, the five colors, because we use the Sourcey highlighting system as in the, the guide to reading. Well, when you underline all those proper nouns in pink, you're going to run out of pink about December. And so you're going to need more highlighters. That one set probably won't last you the whole year. So um, just remember to check in and keep those school supplies stocked. Yeah. All right. My number two is that expectations need to be realistic. So I have, I know some homeschool moms who they operate like CEOs. Like there are some that they're they're brilliant no matter what they were doing. Like if they'd never gotten married and had a family, they would probably be running a major company or they would be, you know, I don't know, lawyers. I don't know what they do, but like some of them are are so driven and they want to have their kindergartners doing all the things. And um, and then, you know, they have a child who doesn't want to do all the things. And so that finding that balance of having really high expectations for your child and yet realizing that your child is five. And so um, make sure that your your expectations are appropriate to your individual child and not only to your expectations of what you want them to be doing. And um, there are, you know, they're type one moms who that's a really hard thing to learn and to to grasp, especially when they're just, it's their first year homeschooling and they have a kindergartner. And you know, it's like, just take a breath and lower your expectations. I'm obviously that advice isn't for everybody because there's some people who it's like, oh, we need to step up our expectations. But there's a whole <laughs> group of mom out, moms out there, I think, um, who are just, it's their first year and they have it all planned. And, you know, just make sure your expectations are are appropriate to your child. That makes perfect sense. Because if you, especially if you come from a professional world where if you work with people, you know, who are adults and can follow directions and you tell them to do something and you can walk away and expect that they will do it. <laughs> and yeah. then you all of a sudden you're dealing with a five-year-old or a 10-year-old who maybe doesn't know how. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, that that's that's one important thing that, um, you know, don't assume they're not doing something because they're mad at you or they're being rebellious or whatever. Maybe they just don't know how. They've never been taught how to do that thing. Yeah, that's, that's so important. So my next thing is, is kind of related to that. And, and it would be give things time to change and to settle in. Um, I, I know sometimes it's very common for homeschool moms after the first day or the first week. Oh no, this is terrible. It's not working. Um, I, I, I bought all the wrong curriculum. Uh, this is never going to work. And you just, you know, start seeing the worst in everything. Um, you know, this curriculum that you were so excited about and your kid just seems kind of like, yeah, yeah, well, whatever. Give it two weeks, right? Give it a couple of weeks to just let everybody get used to what's going on. And, and I would say, don't make any any big decisions for two weeks, let, let it sink in. And maybe after two weeks you assess and you give it two more weeks, but yeah. um, don't just assume that because things aren't going perfectly, that it's all your fault or all the curriculum's fault or all your child's fault. Sometimes 
sometimes we just need a, a chance to settle into that new routine. And, you know, this is, we've been in the summer routine, we've been going to the pool every day, or we've been going on vacations and sleeping in, and now all of a sudden we have to get up on time and things are a little different. Give it, give it time, just give it time to, to, uh, for everyone to kind of feel at home in what normal is going to look like for a while. Yeah. Especially if you're adding another child to the mix, you know, you have a a five-year-old who's just starting or you have a new baby. Right. Yeah. Uh, My number three is similar to that. I, mine is to start slowly. So sometimes, you know, as the summer's winding down and it's not September yet, but you want to start doing school, um, just start with morning time or just start with morning time and math, you know, and not start with all the subjects plus co-op on the same week. Right. <laughs> now, if co-op is starting in two weeks, then start with your morning time and getting up earlier this week mm-hmm. and kind of work into it rather than jumping into the deep end all at once. Right. Yeah. Give yourself, give yourself some grace and, and your kids, especially like you said, especially yeah. if you're working in a new one. Um, yeah, I, I know a lot of homeschoolers who like to kind of ramp up slowly, maybe add a yeah. new subject every week or, um, but yeah, I, I love yeah, that. And there's, there's no reason to have to have it be like at a school where you're at school six hours and you're doing all the subjects on day one. Yeah. Right. It doesn't have to be like that. Don't make it like that. But I love you said start with morning time because for you know for most of us that's the that's that cornerstone habit that cornerstone yeah. part of the day that we don't want to miss and um, start with that one first even if your morning time starts at eleven o'clock by the time right. you get ready. or if it's twenty minutes long you know yeah, yeah. that's so true um, yeah. so and the my next one was kind of in the the idea of you know making things easy while you're getting used to all these new, new things. And um, that was just think about maybe planning some easy meals, thinking ahead to whatever your, your dinner time routine is going to look like now that school has started. Um, maybe you find ways to, to make that a little easier for the first couple of weeks. So, um, you know, there's a lot of ways we can make meals easier. Maybe, maybe you've never done grocery delivery before. Maybe, maybe just having someone bring groceries to your front door would be a huge help to you or um maybe you can just um one one challenge is put some things in your freezer or, or have in your pantry shelves that you can you could pull a meal together without even thinking with these three or four ingredients right and we're not talking gourmet here we're not even talking yeah. maybe super, super nutritious because I mean, you know, one of my uh, <laughs> pull out of the freezer is chicken nuggets and french fries. Um now granted I I like Costco's chicken nuggets because they feel a little more grown up than the ones shaped like dinosaurs. But, um, you know, and yes, I've been known. Okay. So I have been known to like make a special dipping sauce to go with my chicken. <laughs> That's me. But still just throwing them on the, the cookie sheet and putting them in the oven. I was like, oh my goodness. And this is so much easier than going out. And especially we live out in the country. So it's a 30 minute yeah. drive to go get a hamburger somewhere. But yeah, yeah to yourself and think about what can you put what are, you know, something like, is there something like a macaroni and cheese and, and fruit that you always have on hand that you could throw together a really quick meal without thinking about it? And, um, you know, maybe that would be a good topic on our Facebook page for y- some of y'all to post your favorite easy meal ideas for those nights when you're like, 
I just put in a full day of school and I'm exhausted and now they want me to turn around and feed them. Sometimes it's too much. It's like these people need to eat three times a day. And we just did that yesterday and the day before and the day before. And here we are again. Somebody is standing at the fridge going, there's nothing to eat. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It is time. Definitely the the easy meal plans and, um, you know, I just feel like this is one of those things that if you can plan ahead, that's one less thing for you to think about and one less thing for people to get all like, what are we having for dinner? And then mom says, I don't know. And then the kids are all, you know, because they don't know either. It feels unorganized. But if all you say, if they say what's for dinner and you say chicken nuggets or french fries, they're like, okay, (laughs) we'll do that. It's a good, it's a good time to ask for help too. You know, if your mother or mother-in-law lives close by, you know, and just say, you know, like, not kidding. Like I have gotten texts before from some of my children going, Hey, do you have a dinner plan? <laughs> I know that means I don't have a dinner plan. <laughs> do you have a dinner plan? <laughs> you know, I mean, they want to come well, over. Ask for help. I mean, my, you know, I'm lucky my kids live close by. And I can help them. Like today, Bethany is sick and I just got back from taking them a pot of chicken soup, even though it's like 90 degrees outside when you're sick, you need soup. So it is is good that I can help. Um, So my number four is work on habits. And it's okay to spend some of the first days in your homeschool week reviewing habits. You know, let's, let's review, what do we do in the morning? And, and it's okay to spend the time on those things. You know, where do our things belong at the end of the day and spend more time putting, putting things away or spend more time organizing, spend some, it's okay to spend your first homeschool day setting up their workspace. You know, you're not wasting your time. You're never wasting your time when you're working on habits because those habits will come in handy for the rest of their lives. And if you don't spend time working on the habits, then that's punishment to yourself because you are having to Mm -hmm. deal with the disorganization or the, you know, the laundry that's not fold or whatever it is, whatever, whatever, what you're teaching, whether you're teaching habits or whether you're teaching math, it's all teaching. Right. And then they're all skills and habits are so, so important. Um, Absolutely. And and I would encourage moms, this is one of those areas where you've got to laugh, you've got to keep that smile on your face, because your kids will mess up. And if, if you grumble and complain, when they start leaving their socks on the floor or leaving something out, you know, then it's going to just spiral into a just a mess. And you don't want that. So I would just, you know, smile like, oh, oops, it looks like someone needs a little more practice on how to pick up their socks. Let's have a sock lesson, you know, and go around and make it fun or make it silly. Um, I don't know, find a way, but just try to keep that smile on your face and encourage them that, you know, it's going to get easier. We won't have to stop and talk about this every time. But for now, let's have a practice how to pick up socks. Um, because truly, when you have kids who can do their own laundry and Hold and put away their own socks when, you know, it's it's wonderful. It is so wonderful. It's, it just makes everything go smoothly and it's worth investing the time and training your kids how to work around the house. And uh, I guess for more information on that, you might want to go back and listen to one of our previous podcasts with our guest, Christina Davis. And she talked about teaching yeah. to work. Getting your kids to work. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good Yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's so important. And another thing I'm going to throw in, I'm going to piggyback on yours um, about habits is keeping their school supplies organized mm-hmm. and, and learning what to do with papers and, um, and moms, you know, I know it's, it's tempting, especially if you're a super organized mom and, you know, bless you if you are for you to step in and be the, the grand organizer of everyone's stuff, but they need to be learning how to organize their own stuff because they're not always going to be at home with you. And um, I have an article, I have it saved on my computer from, from years ago where this, basically this high priced, high paid educational consultant would talk to, it was usually like junior high boys was the example, I think, but it was like, tell me which class you hate. And the boys would show them and, and they would tell her the name of the class. And she would say, show me the binder for that class. And it, she said it never failed. The binder would be a mess. Papers would be spilling out everywhere. You couldn't find anything to save your life. And and so her high price study skills tutorial service started with how to organize your binder. Um, you know, because when you can find things, you get your homework turned in on time. Everyone's a lot happier. So learning to steward and manage and take dominion and control over your little portion of the garden, which for your, your boys and girls might be their notebooks. Start there. Yeah. Yeah. It saves time too. How much time did I waste looking for books? Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, there's your math book. It's under your bed. And it took us 25 minutes to look and find it, you know, yeah. <laughs> or, or library books, you know, oh. everybody's climbing in the van to go to the library. And then that last book, everybody's then getting out of the van and looking in the couch cushions, you know, <laughs> it saves time if you really have a place to put things. So. And, and okay. kids, it doesn't work to hide your math book under your bed. Mom will find no. it. Sorry. So my last one was set aside time to plan and reflect. And I'm mm. sure that every teacher, even homeschool mom teachers need a planning period, whatever that looks like for you. Um, but you need one. So I think a good, a good time to plan for the week is Sunday night right? Kind of get your head wrapped around what are we doing this next week? What's coming up? What's, what do I have on my calendar? What do I need to be prepared for? And then at the end of every day, you plan for the next day. You know, what supplies do I need to have on hand? What, what pages are we going to be covering? What, what, what can I do tonight to make tomorrow easier? And that planning might include taking something out of the freezer to defrost for dinner. It might mean throwing that load of laundry in before you go to bed. But the, the point is, what what will future you thank you for if you if you yeah. thought about and did first? But but also part of that planning is not just planning what's coming up, but reflecting and stopping and, and just slowing down to think. And um, we have questions that we ask in our apprenticeship when when we finish teaching a lesson to our group. I will always ask my apprentices, you know, first, what went well? There's always something to be thankful for and something that you can say this this went well. Even if it's what seemed like the littlest, most inconsequential thing, something did go well. Um, and then what would you like to do better tomorrow? What, what what could be better or what would you like to see changing? Um, maybe nothing. Maybe maybe things just went really well and it was a good day and you just like to have more of those. Good for you. But you stopped and you thought about it, right? And, and this isn't just my idea or Cersei's idea. Let's go back to Genesis, right? Every time God created something, he stopped, he looked at it and he said, that's good. Or in the case of man, that's very good. Um, 
So I think we can take a lesson there that, that to stop and reflect and assess is a good way to end our day. Yeah. And sometimes uh, um, piggybacking on that, sometimes stopping and reflecting together as a family, like have planned family meetings. And my kids still joke about our family meetings like it was torture or something. But, you know, there was a period of time where every week we'd try to do family meetings and there were just things that had to be discussed together. Like who who needed the car this week on what days, you know, or like who is leaving towels on the bathroom floor? Like a wide variety of things need to be talked about when you have kids, particularly of a certain age in the house. Right. You know, just and so having family meetings, you know, another time to reflect on are things going? How are things going? How are things not going? And when dad is involved in those, it takes it just out of the homeschool realm, mm-hmm. you know, or or it gives a little more authority, maybe to a problem or, you know, and they don't have to be long. Our kids would probably or their memories of them are probably much longer than they actually were. But it's good to have family meetings. Um, and then my number five is um, it's it's good and you don't need to feel guilty about planning time for yourself. You know, I have homeschool mom friends who have to go for a walk every day and they go for a walk or a run every morning early as the sun's coming up or they have to go to the gym. So they put it in their weekly calendar. They find a time or they 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 come to book club. And so their husband's that one one night of the month or no, they're going to put the kids to bed, whatever it is. Cause if you don't, if you don't plan time for yourself, you might not get it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all kinds of things can happen. Like you could be resentful or grumpy or guilty, feel guilty when you don't need to, or whatever it is. So plan it, plan to do something for yourself. I think that's really important, especially as homeschool moms, we don't get to you know, walk away from our classroom, get in our car and go home, right? This is where we live. It's it's there to remind us all the time. <laughs> and so sometimes I think we need, we need to take a little break and go be a human being um, by taking a walk around the block or, or whatever, whatever recharges your batteries, right? Yeah. Yeah. So those are our 10 things. And um We hope that listening is helpful and will give you ideas of your own and will encourage you as a new year begins. And so join us next time. I think our next episode, we're going to talk about what it's like being lifelong learners. All right. Yeah. So thanks for being with us. And here's to home. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.